Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Real quickly from the scriptures is to show you somebody who had one issue. He had it all together. And this guy was a religious leader in church, so to speak, in the synagogue, but had issues. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, there are, if not all, most in here with at least one issue. There's one thing that's causing you some problems. You've asked the Lord to take it away from you, and you still got it. It's hindering your walk. It's hindering your faith life. It's hindering you as an individual, but you're in church. Now, don't leave church, the only source of your survival. Don't leave for say not the assembly of yourselves together with other believers. In other words, you hook together with us, and we all get power from standing and believing and trusting in God. So what we have to do is to be able to trust God to handle those things that we cannot handle. It's going to be to the point that, like this young man that I'm going to show you, he brought his stuff to Jesus, but he couldn't let it go. You can't just come to church, baby. That's not good enough. You're going to have to let what you brought with you become your sacrifice. It's going to be the thing that you give unto the Lord. In the Old Testament, you could not come before a king without bringing a gift. Well, in this day and time, our high priest is Jesus himself. You should not come to him without a gift. Well, pastor, I don't have anything to give. Oh, I beg to differ. I believe that you have an issue. I believe that you have a problem. I believe that there's something going on in your life that keeps stumbling and causing you to fall and falter at the finish line. I believe you have an issue. I believe that thing that you've got, and you may, you may argue with me about it, but I believe you're in love with it. I believe that you went after it, but it has now grabbed you. So much so that you can't let it go. You don't even want to let it go. Yeah, deep down inside you know you should, but you're having a problem with letting it go. You know what that thing has become? It's become your sacrifice. So you can't sacrifice things that you don't love. That's a symbol of that, that, that lamb. The Jewish people grew up with this lamb and they cared, they nurtured this lamb. This lamb became their sacrifice. This lamb was like a child to it, like a pet, like a dog to them that they just held on to. That they, it was a part of their family. And they brought this lamb before, the God, before God and they sacrificed it. Yeah. They had to cut his throat. They had to kill it. If you're going to get over your issue, that one thing, you're going to have to kill it. Pastor, I don't believe one thing can hinder me. I don't believe this one thing. It's just me, Pastor. It's just getting to me. No, no. It's stopping you from inheriting or getting into the kingdom or understanding God's way of doing things. That one issue is blocking you from seeing what the totality of what God wants to do in your life. Yep. It has stifled you. It has stopped you because this thing has demanded that it's going to be your God, your Lord, and your Savior. This one thing. When you should turn to God, you turn to it. The Bible says that the devil taketh you at will. 
Whenever he wants you, he can come after you through that one issue, that one thing. That's why you have to sacrifice it. That's why you're going to have to let it go. Well, Pastor, you know, I, I just drink, Pastor, and I do it at my own house. And I, it don't, I don't bother nobody. I don't get out and drive. But, but, but you know down inside of you that God has told you to let that thing go. See, it doesn't matter if it's hurting somebody else or if somebody else is involved. Matter of fact, you can never sin and it not affect somebody else. But Pastor, I'm just doing it to myself. No, 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 no. You don't belong to yourself. Uh-huh. And that's the problem. The devil has deceived you. He has bewitched you. He has led you astray to making you think that what you do in your life is about you. But I, 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 I tell you this. You've been bought with a price. You are no longer your own. You belong to him now. And this thing that you've got that you're trying to hold on to is the thing that he's saying, that's the last thing. Sacrifice this to me and let me know that I have your whole heart. And then we can move forward. No, you want to force God to move forward with that. And God said, there's no way. No man can serve two masters. You are either love one and hate the other. Because when God called you to do what he called for you to do, and you want to and you have to let that thing go, then he's going to know. It's just like he did Abraham. Abraham, sacrifice your son. Abraham got ready to kill that boy. He said, steal your hand. Now I know. God just want to know, is he really Lord of your life? Why call it thou me, Lord, Lord, and don't do what I tell you to do? For many are going to say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, then I prophesy in your name. Then I cast out devils in your name. And I'm going to say, depart from me. For I never knew you. We never got close. You would never give me the best part of you. Oh, yeah, this year is going to be different. I am not going to baby you through this year. If you're going to come with me, you're going to have to follow me as I follow Christ. And I know that he has an issue with sin. And I'm going to deal with the issues. Why? Because there's forgiveness. There's forgiveness for your sins. Sometimes we feel like, you know, I've messed up. I can't go to God. Maybe that's when you need to go to him. When this world has tripped you up and, and, and laid you prostrate before the world, you need to get up and crawl to Jesus. Watch this in Luke chapter 18. Verse 18 to 22, the New Living Translation. We talked about the rich man, the rich young ruler. Once a religious leader asked Jesus this question. Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Now, you're in church, and you've been doing all this, and you don't understand, but you're coming to Jesus, and that's a good thing. But Jesus says this, why do you call me good? Jesus asked him, do you really know who you're talking to? You've been in the synagogue. You've been teaching. You understand the word of God. You understand the words of, 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 the, of the scripture. You understand the commandments, but do you understand who you're talking to? Do you understand who you worship? You come in here and you lift up your hands or you sit down and go through service. Do you really understand who we are worshiping? Do you really understand? Because it ought to make a difference in your life on how you handle him. Well, they ain't singing my song. Well, what is your song? 
If that's what it takes to get you in, tell me what you I may can make it happen for you. If that's going to get you into worshiping the true God, then I might have to hit your note. <laughs> Whatever it takes to get you to understand who he is. So only God is truly good. He's telling you, you calling me good? He said, I'm telling you, only God is truly good. I know you. He said, but let me go ahead on. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. Stop tripping. Stop playing games with me. You know what is required. You know what is needed. None of you all can tell me in here that you don't know what it takes to get you to heaven. You know. Now, you may not want to do what you know, but you know. You have an issue. And you know that issue could block you and God. So you know. You may not be ready to deal with it, but you know. You know the commandments. You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. In other words, lying. Honor your father and your mother. These things you know, rich man. These things you know. Watch what he says. The man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was young. I got you. All these things I have done since I've been young. My mom and my dad taught me these things. Uh But watch Jesus. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, there's still one thing. You know what? You might not smoke. You might not drink. You might not watch pornography. You might not be committing adultery. You may not be fornicating. You might not be a homosexual. But it's one thing. You got an issue. And that one thing is stopping you from fully manifesting the God in your life. That one thing is what I want you to put your finger on today. Set up straight. I see y'all looking around. Don't look at nobody else. This is between you and God. It's one issue that you're dealing with. It could be the alcohol. If that's a message for me, let me know. God might be trying to give me something. It could be alcohol. It could be pornography. It could be, it could be running the streets. Whatever it is, you think about your issue. Now, I know the, <laughs> the, the woman at the well, she, she had a lot of issues. I know the woman who had that issue of blood. You know, I understand there are some of you all who had an issue for 12, 18, 22, 46, 80 years. And nobody could help you with it. They weren't designed to help you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Some of you all in here are addicted. You have an addiction. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go through this month, and I'm going to teach you how to break that addiction. AA teaches you the first thing that you need to do is admit that you have a problem. 
Some of y'all just don't want to admit that you messed up, that you screwed up, that, you, that there's something wrong in your life. The devil always wants to get you to hide sin. That's why he don't want the church to talk about it, because the church job is to expose it. The Bible says, if you cover your sins, you shall not prosper. If your ends are not meeting, it may be because you're hiding something. And in that day, the Bible says your own sin is going to testify against you. Jesus told him, there's still one thing that you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. Get this thing done. Now, this rich young ruler had money, but yet he was broke. He had money, but at some point, the table was turned, and the money got him. See, you better start it off with, 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 with just dating. No, just flirting. Just say you just 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 say you 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 know the, the commandments. Adultery, fornication, that stuff is wrong. You know that. But you started flirting. There's nothing wrong with flirting. It just made you feel good. But then you end up getting a number, going out to a lunch, then going out to a dinner, and then going home late. It was progressive. Mm -hmm. This rich young ruler wasn't rich all of a sudden. It got into him. Your issue will get into you and demand that you allow it to have center focus of your life or to have your heart. When there's something that you're doing and you have to sneak and do it, chances are you shouldn't be doing it. Let me keep going. I wonder if you know this scripture even exists in the Bible. How many of you think that you can sin and nobody know it? I don't care if it's in the boots, in the back, in the corner, in the dark. Somebody is watching you. And listen to me. It's not just Jesus. So when you're doing your dirt, somebody is watching you. And it's not just one or two. I've discovered from God's word that there is a crowd of people watching you do wrong. If you believe scripture, it's going to help you to get it together. And you're going to get better and better and better. Nobody wants anybody watching them do wrong. Even a thief would dress up in black and come out in the dark because he don't want his evil deeds to be known. If a thief knows to do that, you are righteous. Quite naturally, you would know what to do, right? You would know how to cover your tracks. You know how to do stuff when nobody else is watching. 
God says that there's a great cloud of witnesses watching you. Watch this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses of the life of faith, there are people in the grandstand knowing that I've taught you on faith and that you know how to operate in faith. They are hoping for you. They are watching you live this life of faith. And some of the things that you do is totally outside, on the other side of the track, outside the will of God. This year, I'm going to ask you, let's do better. Since God has a heavenly host watching what we do, I realize I can't even smoke a joint and get away with it. I can't drink that wine. I can't drink that alcohol. I can't do this. I can't hit that. I can't run after that. I can't. I can't do these things. Why? Because there's a heaven, a crowd in heaven watching me live my, my do you realize that, that we're reading the life, and when we go to Hebrews, we're reading in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we start off talking about faith, but he ends up exposing the lifestyle of these people. Yeah. What's being written about you? What's being written about the way you live in your life of faith? Hmm. Since we have such a great crowd of witnessing, witness to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially, say especially. Especially that one thing. See, watch this. When you get ready to be elevated and God wants to take you to the next level or want to bless you, the enemy realized that there's something going on with you. He sees the anointing getting strong in your life because the elevation is beginning to start. So what he does is come in and, and tamper with that one thing. He come in and, and use that one issue to try to bring you down, to get you to yield to this one thing because he knows that thing, what the Bible said, your sins have separated me from you. The devil can't cut you off from God, but your sin can. So that one thing that you're holding on to, the devil keeps telling you, you got to have it. You need it. You, you can't do without it. And whenever you get a chance to start elevating, and you watch it in your life, you begin to elevate, then that one thing begins to pull on you. And before you find out, before you know it, you're back where you were before. The blessing is still out there, but it's out of your reach. You know it's out there, but you can't get it. Why? Because that one thing, that one issue. Well, Pastor, what do I do with it? I've tried. I come to church. You're just like that rich young ruler. He came to Jesus. Jesus pointed it out. But the Bible said he walked away sorrowful. Because he couldn't do it. He couldn't let it go. What is that thing that you can't let go of? Is your cocaine? Is your alcohol? Your cannabis? Sex? Lying? 
gluttony. <laughs> somebody said, oh, you just hit it. <laughs> see, see, somebody will look at you and say, you know what? She don't have no issue. Gluttony? <laughs> Please, what is that? It's one of the sins that God hates. Mm-hmm. So you can't come here and say, okay, that's a homosexual over there. How dirty they look. When you know God's looking at you out of those same holy eyes and say how dirty you are. Why tell us don't judge? Why? Because we don't know what we're doing when we judge. You want me to tell you who God gives you the right to judge? Yourself. If you take today and judge your own self, God said, then I don't have to judge you. The problem is you won't put yourself in check. You know you're wrong, but you won't put yourself in check. This is the new year. I had to bring the new year in right. I had to bring the new year in in my style. Okay, cool. Well, today you need to repent. Because your mindset was wrong. And thank God he gives you the opportunity to repent. So whatever you did last night, God said, I'm not holding it against you. I'm willing to let it go. So I don't need nobody here feeling bad about themselves. So smile. Just put a smile on. Whatever you did, (laughs) it didn't take you out. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, in your own ways, just repent. You don't, you don't have to buy your head because they might tell you off. Look straight ahead, just in your own self, just whisper to yourself, Lord, I repent. Lord, forgive me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I see some smiles really coming to faith now. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Forgive me, Lord. Don't hold this thing against me. Uh-uh. I was foolish. I know I was wrong, but I did it anyway. Now, God, how often will you forgive me? Seven times? No, he said, no, 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 no. Seven times seven. As long as you ask me for forgiveness, I am your God. There's enough blood to cover that. Amen? So I'm asking you the question today. Laying aside every weight and sin that so easily beset you, I want you to press forward to the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. So I'm asking you a question today. Are you wondering if you will ever get over this? This one thing, this one issue, this one sin that keeps tripping you up. This one weight that you just can't lay aside. Are you trying to live a life that you know you can't defend? If God called you into the courts of heaven today, could you defend the life that you're living? Is there some things in your life that the prosecutor will have against you? That he can hold against you? Are you living a life that you cannot defend? Are you in a battle? That you just can't win. I pray, I try, I cry, I called out on, and it seems like I'm okay for a while, but then I find myself doing that thing again. 
When I ought to do good, evil is always present. The thing that I said I wouldn't do, that's the thing that I find myself doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who can deliver me from this life of sin? I thank God is in Jesus. But what you're going to have to do is make it up in your mind that you're going to bring it to Jesus. And not just bring it to him, but you've got to give it to him. You've got to give him all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. You've got to give it to him, everything you've got. You've got to give it to him. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.